Welcome to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. Delighted to have on this podcast this week a, a dedicated stockman, a, a fantastic stockman and very well respected amongst the cattle industry, uh, Rich Thompson. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Very good, Andy. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks. And Rich, you started working, I think, straight from school for your father. And, and would that be with your brother as well at the Morphy Shorthorns for, for a while? That's right. I, I left the school in 1959 and started working with my father then, like. I was there for six years, like. Was your brother there with you as well? No, he was, He well, he worked outside in the farm for a while. He, he got my job when I went to New Zealand. Ah, right. And you'd show cattle from Wolfie Shorton's in, in, at yes. the Highland Show, yeah? Uh, well, it was, a, it was a, quite a big herd, one of the biggest herds of Shortlands there was in Scotland. Okay. So there was four of us. I started as his fourth cattleman. So I worked along with my father with the bulls. There was a line of 18 bulls boxes in a row, like. Really? So it was quite a... Hmm. Quite a task, like. Yeah. So I, 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 I watched with my father. That was my job, working with my father, feeding out the bulls, 18 bull boxes. Like, there's only one bull in the box, too, so you know the worker was that sort. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. yeah we, I, I spoke to, to Ian and Madge recently, and Ian was saying the same thing when he was under Stockman. They said there were four or five of them there. You'd have the, the job at the bottom, I guess, was by mucking them out. And that's rest. right, that's right, aye, aye. Uh-huh. But I worked along with my father. And then it was the second cattleman, the third cattleman, they kind of looked after the females. Right. Okay. The, the, the calf and other rest of it, like. Uh-huh. And you'd but be, there was always plenty of work. There was always plenty of work. Putting bulls into Perth about that time, would you? Yes, sir. But it, it was always about 10 or 12 bulls went to Perth, and then there was some for Aberdeen, like. Mm-hmm. Okay. There be three or four for there, too. So was, there was always plenty of work. The boxes were always filled. They weren't a fill of bulls, they were filled of showbiz for a Highland show and that thing. Uh-huh. Aye. Well, and and um, just remind me whereabouts St. Morphy is, or was? Montrose direction. Okay. Yeah. Up at northeast coast of Scotland. Like. Yeah, yeah. And that, is that home to you originally? No, I was born in Tariff, actually. Tariff, okay. In Aberdeen, sir. Uh-huh. My, my, my father moved down about 1955. He was at Cairn. was the three Anderson brothers. He was bumped in Cairn and Murphy. All right. So my father went to Cairn first. He was second cattleman there for about three years before he went to go to head cattleman's job at Murphy. Like. So uh, that's where me and my father was brought up, like, in yeah, Murphy. yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll mention Friar in a minute, but uh, and then you went on to New Zealand to the Ardmore herd. How did that come about? Uh, that's a big jump. Well, there was, uh, there was a Ron Chetty was across here to buy a bull about 1963, mm-hmm. and he stayed with Robert Adam Newhouse of Glams. Right. And he bought a bull from uh, Woodhead Henderson Brothers at Guildford. Uh-huh. He bought a red bull, uh, Woodhead Wellington, mm-hmm. Ron Chetty, and he stayed with Robert Adam and Newhouse. Mm-hmm. And I think he asked him if he knew somebody would young fella would like to go to New Zealand for a couple of years. Okay. So Bob Adam approached my father and asked if I would go like so that's how I landed there like. Okay, what kind of age would you be then? I was twenty one. Uh-huh. Oh, big job. Just in my prime. <laughs> still are there, still are rich. And uh, a, a big a big jump that did you go down on a boat with it with the livestock at all or did you just get flown no. down? No. I was supposed to go where a ship and the bulls, but one of the bulls failed the taste. So I was just flown across like Okay. Okay, and they'd be buying cattle out of Scotland at that time, would they? Buying genetics. I do. They bought a bull anyway, and sometimes there's a couple of females there who came for one of the Burton Harris when I was there. Like, uh-huh. okay. aye. And what, like a cattle? They have a big, a big, big outfit down there in New Zealand at Ardmore, was it? Aye, they were they were more than type of cattle, more more 
the type of cattle that they're breeding now, the type of shorts and like, they like a big, plenty of daylight about them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and good feet, that was the most important thing about the bulls, having good feet and everything like. Still is down there, isn't it? It's something they've always ah, that's stuck, right, stuck by the good feet and easy carving and they do, they do both. Ah, that's right, aye. And keep a bit of size about them. And there'd be Angus and Shorthorns there at Ardmore, wouldn't there? Aye, there was there was a few Angus, but they didn't deal a lot with them at all. Like the, the most popular breed out there when I was out there was the Herefords. All right. So 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 they fed a they fed a lot of Hereford steers and everything. Like mm. you know. There and whereabouts were they in New Zealand? In North Island. North Island, huh? Okay. North Island, just south of Tuakau. Okay. So, aye. Aye, nice part of the world. I've been there. Nice part of the world. And you you. Oh yes. And you were there what two or three years? About three years. Three years, Andy. Aye. Mm. And we did a lot of show, and like. We showed him most of the shows, like, uh-huh. well, th- that Woodhead Ball, he won the Meat and Mold Cup out in New Zealand, right. champion of champions, like, the year he was there, like, uh-huh. aye, uh-huh. aye, uh-huh. we won quite a few shows, like, aye, aye. No, there's some, uh, there's some good cattle, there's a good cattle man down there, and you'd, you'd get a good education down there, I'm sure, learning from some oh, of yes. those boys. Oh, there's nothing to learn in New Zealand, there's like, they're, they're clever people, them. Uh-huh. they're all very nice people too, yeah, very nice. Yeah, oh, totally, aye. Totally Everybody was on the same level out there, like, uh-huh. aye. I totally agree with that, the few times I've been down there, it's always been on rugby tours, and they're not so nice when they beat us on oh, the rugby, yes. not so nice when they beat us on the rugby field, but uh, no, they're always no, no. friendly afterwards, I'd say that. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you came back and you went to the Glen Farkless herd of whiskey Glenn fame. Glen Farkless, Upper Angus herd, that's right. I was there for two or three years too. Like, and the whis- whiskey fame, of course, Glen Farkless, but they had a, 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 they were a hell of a force in, in, with Angus in, in the 60s anyway. Uh, they had quite modern cattle, the Glen Farkless, when I was there. Like, maybe just too modern for the type that were needing then. Like. Uh-huh. But there was a young bull... One of the times I was there, there was a young bull called the Perth Glen Farkless. Yes, yeah. He's one of the youngest bulls in Perth. Mm-hmm. So we took him to Perth, but we didn't sell him. We drew him at 240 guineas. Uh-huh. And then he took him back the next year, and the top sale made 6,000. That's right. He's a Glen Farkless, quite a well-known bull. It was Canary, but the, the Glen Farkless bull, and he was champion the Highland Show, champion the Royal Show, and champion the Yorkshire Show. Right, okay. You know. A good record at Canary, of course, a good name in the breed as well. Because, uh, ah, that's right, uh, aye. It went on to be part of Sainsbury's, or owned by Sainsbury's anyway. And, and then uh, you moved on to a herd that probably more people will have heard of in, in the Angus of George McLaren's herd at Bankhead, and that would be, they'd be one. Yes, I was there in 1971. Okay, they'd be, they'd be a for, force to be reckoned with in the, in the 70s. I mean, oh, they, yes. everybody's heard of Willie McLaren at, uh, at Netherton but this is a different strain of the family that, that George and his brother that's right was there was a three brothers it was Donald McLaren and then there's Willie McLaren and Muir House mm-hmm. and then George McLaren Bankhead that's right Glass- it was just the time they bought Rambler and Newcroft yeah Rambler and Newcroft I think they brought between them didn't they um, Class Lockie that's and, right, and Bankhead and, uh, and he'd be a big big bull for the time he was a big bull wasn't he but he was a real yes a at real that time he's, he's one of the fast modern bulls you know mm-hmm. aye he bred well too. The first bull I sold when I was at Bankhead was a Rocco of Bankhead. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, he went to he, he went to Ashley. He bred oh he bred with three, four pairs champions, Highland Show champions and Royal Show champions. Yeah, no, again, again a Rocco bull, with, a Rocco's a well known bull in, in amongst the Angus breed. I study a bit of the Angus history and he certainly named them. Aye, but, aye. but as you said, Rambler and Newcroft was a he was a milestone in the breed, I think, and put a lot of oh, yes. oh, yes, bred a lot of champions. <laughs> And 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 you'd do a lot of showing from there as well, wouldn't you yourself? Yeah, to do I did a lot. But the first 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 nineteen seventy three was the first year I went to the shows, and we did seven shows. When I won, I won six of the seven shows. Right. Okay. With the uh, Prona Prona the second of Bankhead. Okay. She was a she was a cow by Nicefield Bullock. Uh huh. 
and and it would be, then, be generally with females that you'd been doing most of the winning, wasn't it? Some great females came right, out of I'll, Bunkhead. Alana Bunkhead, she went to the Royal Show. Well, she was shown in 1974, and she would have won, I would have said, six of the seven shows too. And then we took her to the Highland in 1975, where she was a reserve female champion. And then she went down to the Royal and was supreme champion down there. Right. And then she went back the next year and was female champion and reserve supreme. She and she was shown three times at Pair Show, 1974, 75 and 76. And she was champion then. And she, in fact, she won the champion of champions in 1976, the last year she was there. So she won three in a, <laughs> a group, group, group. three champions in a row in one show. That's a, that's a, you get to keep the trophy after that. I'm not sure you do, but that's a pretty good going. Aye. <laughs> but she was a good cow, like, but, you know, aye. And at that time, it was about 56, 60, 70, 70 youngest at Pear Show. Like, yeah. You know, big show of cattle. It would be a big, I've seen photographs of it. It would be a big show there. And Alana, I've got a photograph of her on my desk. Oh, my computer here, and a fantastic looking if I wasn't doing well. Aye, was, she was, yeah. aye. Tremendous beast. And she was, she was by Ramler of Ucroft. Uh -huh. That's what type of cow you left. Like, you know, type, yeah. good modern cow. Bred a lot of females. Aye. A lot of females. And it would be at a time when Angus was starting to go backwards a little bit, wasn't it? When, uh, so that the, was right, that was right. The small, uh -huh. smaller ones that have been going on to the export market were, were getting too small. And, and uh, Rambler just came in and, and did a job of lifting. He did, he lifted them. That's right, aye. But it, it, was, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, like, but uh, there was one, one breeder that said he was just like a pull through for a shotgun. A pull through <laughs> for a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he bought a son anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and he bought a son anyway. And then um, you the, at, at Bankhead, then you got Rocky of Woodview, of course, from Walter Short. Uh, That's right. He came from Ireland. He was a good bull. Yeah. He he seemed to fit in well with with Ramler daughters, like you know. Aye. And again, for, forward th bull. forward thinking. Really, everybody was looking for for starting to look for bigger stock by then. But uh, yeah, Walter. That's right, aye. Walter was some man, wasn't he? You remember him? Oh, yes, Walter Short. Oh, great stockman. Great stockman, aye. Tremendous. Aye. You could bring out cattle. Bring out you could bring out all sorts of cattle, and he'd always do them right. Just anything. That's right, aye. But he was a good bull, that's Rocky about you. Yeah. Very good. He cost 11000 Yeah. That was his price, like, aye. Yeah, that would be a, but, uh, that would be quite a quite an investment uh, round about that time. There wouldn't be too many bulls making that kind of money, but... Uh, no, he, no, he, no, no, no. He went on and proved Rocky himself, did. didn't he, Rocky? Did. Yeah. Oh, he left bulls, I Glassell had a bull at 16,000 of them. Uh -huh. Went to John Moore's. Right. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, at, at the time, as I said, when they're looking for bigger bulls, but he would probably be one of the last of the, if I dare call him, British-bred um, bulls. There was no Canadian in him, I don't think, was there? That's right, that's right. He was, that's right, he was British-bred, that's right. I was no Canadian in him. Be, but he was a good fleshy bull, like yeah, aye, yeah, a bit of aye. bit of shape about him too. And then uh, you finished a bankhead. Then and did you go on 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 your own then, or because I know you went to work till no, I went up. I went up to Dalhuli to Mister Herbridge after that. Thing. That's when uh, we had uh, the Smithfield champion turned up last. Okay, the cool estate and a, you know a big uh, a big estate that it was too, wasn't it? And uh, aye, that's right, aye, aye. And a, but aye. a big man that owned it and bought it. It was, it was, aye, a big man. Aye, a bit of a lad too, like. <laughs> Is that, uh, and we're talking, of course, about Alex Herbert, who was, who was a, uh, That's right, a, a, a banker, I think, and uh, a, a real playboy, <laughs> wasn't he? And uh, yeah. Oh, just a playboy. Uh -huh. With big ideas, like, he very big ideas. Did didn't carry him out, like. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be one no, or two no, of you no, there no. at Cool, because it's quite a big estate, or were you just there on your own? No, no, there were two or three. There was a manager once in Nicholson. 
Okay. He was a manager. It was him at Box Thunder Flash at Sterling. Like. He bought him at Sterling. I wasn't sure whether uh, he was. Came. He was bred in Carlton by uh, Black Atangi. Okay. Okay. And his mother, his mother was a Aberdeen Angus Semical Cross uh-huh. by a Limousine Bull. Uh, uh, cross, like. I remember him uh, well. I think he, as you said, he went on to win Smithfield. He was the first Limousine, the first Limousine side steer to win Smithfield anyway. I'm pretty sure that's of that. right. That's right. I. Right. That's right, Andy. I and, and Jim Bigger judged that year, I think. And Jim, being a traditional man, they must have seen something in him anyway. But I remember the beast. Did he not have a white flash in, in his face? If, if I remember right, in his forehead. That's how he was called, Thunder Flash. That's right. Yeah, Aye. Yeah. Aye. No, he's a good beast and, and tremendously well brought out. And hey, you'll be going to Smithfield for a while, so that's you a dream come true, I guess, that year. Well, that was the first time I'd been in Smithfield. Like, was it? When I went down with Thunder Flash, yes. <laughs> My father had been two or three times. My father's been reserved three Twice we had a pure beef short hunt, but he never won Smithfield. Right. So I had one up and on there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, as I said, a, a great beast. And um, and the the site of Cool there is is uh, supposedly the site of Brigadoon there. Is that right? So you probably get a few tourists coming <laughs> round about, would you? Aye, there is quite a few tourists. That's right. Aye. Aye. And, but, and, and, and Winston Nicholson, you mentioned there... Um, was the farm manager, and uh, that would be uh-huh. that would be related to Betty, Betty's husband. Okay, late husband. Okay, you stayed at Cool. You said for quite a long period of time. I would no, I was not there long, but three years. I think it was okay. it was at Cool, like aye. Okay. And then I started working on my own after that, like right. Okay. freelance. Okay. I went down to work with Jimmy Martin and Bud Charlock. Uh huh. Just outside Drummond here. Yeah. Well, Jimmy for about six years, give him a hand with his fast soakers. Oh, in fact, I brought out the. The Fast Sox champion to Winter Fair in 1977. Uh-huh, I remember that one. Jimmy Martin. He was Aye. a force to be reckoned with as well, Jimmy. Just go, was. Just go back to Cool a second. I'm right in thinking, and I've just been researching this recently, that uh, Alex Herbage bought the last of the heifers from uh, Newhouse when uh, Newhouse had a dispersal the year before and kept the heifers. And I think uh, Herbage bought That's the right. last of the heifers. Did you get them? Were you there when they came in? Aye, they were there. But I took one to pair show that year, actually. Uh-huh. And it was female champion, but she actually beat the Royal Show champion there. Right, okay. And you who's heifer, yes, aye. <laughs> aye. Now, there'd be some good cats. We, were good, were three, we bought three heifers with three good heifers, like. Mm. Aye. No, and, good heifers, aye. And what happened to those? Did they go on and, and get dispersed elsewhere? Yes, they were. Well, the sale was at, at Perth. And I think it was sold, uh, I can't remember the herd, they were sold down, down south. Went down to England somewhere there, Andy. Okay. Aye. What about him, some man there, but when he came to the end of it, he still got some good stock for all. He had some, some, oh, some yes. wee, bull, oh, yes. wee oh, bulls yes. there. He still, and he bought a few bulls kind of in the early 80s that would put a bit of size back into the breed as well, didn't he, Bobby? Aye, he did. That's right. Aye. Aye. For all, Aye. all everybody remembers Bob Adams and the little buckle bulls that were in the in the sixties. Uh, that's right. He, that's right. He was Aye. certainly trying to change Aye. his ways, wasn't he? And 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 getting them bigger before uh, before Drew decided they're going to go into Charles. That's right. That's right. But you see, the young fellows are out of the Angus now. They, eh? they certainly are. Yeah, and doing well again. Aye. Aye. Good to see. Angus. They're doing quite well. Aye. Good to see Angus back Aye. at that new house. And then you said, so you went to Jimmy Martin for for, for a while and, to, and helping Jimmy out there. But he'd buy his cattle or would he be breeding a few of those as show cattle? Well, he bred a few, but he bought most of them, like I. He bought most of them, I. He did quite well with fat soakers, Jimmy, like I. You'd be round about the time when uh, when the Charolais was coming in, of course, and the Charolais bull on an Angus, a pure Angus female was, was hitting the mark, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, that, that was a breed, like, eh? At that time, I 
Aye, the Charlie on to the Angus Cowley. Yeah, yeah. Got a good calf, like, aye. They had, they, had a, they had a run at Smithfield in the early 70s. Well, for a long time until you broke that mould, I think, with with Beaton and with the Limousine, there was pretty much ah, that's right. Charlie Angus and I think a Lim- time. A Limousine won for about oh, 10, 15 years after that, yeah, I think. Yeah. Once the first one won. Aye. Yeah, you opened the door. Well, it's a hell of an accolade to say not just to win Smithfield on your first go, but to win it, first one to win it with a Limousine. That's, uh, aye, that's, right, that, aye. that's something that you're there to be remembered be remembered for. And then, and then I went to work with Jimmy, Jim McConaughey. Yeah. I worked with McConaughey for about 30 years. Like, Did you? You know, off and on, like, hi. Okay. Well, the first, when I went to Jimmy for a start, Jimmy McConaughey, it was fast stalkers and Charlie Cadley at the time. Okay. So I go and clapped his cattle for him and did some of his bulls and I think that's how I got in contact with Jimmy. And then he started Hellenders, like. Okay. We got into Hellenders. Uh-huh. Well, I think I had three champions at Oban from Jim McConaughey, like well, three male champions. Aye. Certainly, it's something aye. that I remember you more with his Highlanders than, than, than other cattlers in your later years, and a lot of other people the same. And uh, yeah, aye, that's right, aye. It's a breed that you prefer. Aye, I like your shorthand. I have a soft size for the shorthand, but I do like the Highlander too. Like, nice, nice beast to work with. Yeah. Good beast to work with, aye. Yeah. Aye. And McConaughey still be going with the Highlanders, no? Family? Yeah, he's still, still good Highlanders, yes, yeah. aye. Yeah. Aye. And you're still got that, still got an association, of course, with the Highlanders now through uh, through uh, Catherine, through uh, that's right, I, Betty's daughter. And I, comes in, I comes in and tells them what to do. Something <laughs> 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 oh, they tell me what to do. <laughs> no, I think the first one is right on that one, and uh, <laughs> and, and said um, they've got some good Highlanders there as, as well, and, and speak highly of you. The fact that you've uh, you've helped them through, helped them where they've got to. I have done well with the Highlanders, like they bought good stock, like. They've been champion the Highland Show with a cow and calf at the boat, and oh, they're doing well, they can. <laughs> and another family, of no, course, no. there, McKechnie's there, would have been big in the in the, the fat stock world as well. I mean, Jim Mc- Oh, yes, old Jim McKechnie, he was a master. Wasn't he just? Wasn't he just? Aye. I mean, Jim Donald, they were good men, eh? We all learned a lot from aye. those boys, I think, and uh, that's what it's about. Oh, aye. It's about looking. He did a lot of learning off them, like. Yeah, aye. it's about looking and learning, isn't it? And and talking about the Highlanders and, and Smithfield, the last Smithfield show that uh, you'll remember fondly, uh, we'll all remember fondly, to be fair, for various reasons, and I was steward in that year, and you, and, you, and that Highlander. Oh, yes. I was going to call him that Highlander that uh, that you brought to Smithfield, Sir William. Uh, what a beast that was. Oh, he's a good beast. Oh, he's a good beast. He's a, what a handler he was. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, he's one of the poorest eating beasts ever had, Andy. Was he? You know, ah, he was very poor either. You know, no. But he was. But my God, he put it to good use anyway. He certainly hell of he a. He put it to good use. Hell of a flesh, didn't he? And, and where did he come? Give us a bit more history on him. He was he was bred by a Davis Sutherland up at Inverness He's a businessman up at Inverness uh, Milton Lee's, just next to Lee's Castle. Okay, right. And they got him for him. I'd, I'd won two years before that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I called him, I think it was Prince Philip, I called him. Right. Was, but uh, that, they were half-brothers, like they were half-brothers. In fact, they were out of Balmoral bred cattle. Like. Oh, okay. He, he bought heifers for them, like, and they were out of them, like. Okay. But they were two good good steers, like, mm-hmm. aye. Well, cert- certainly, I remember the most, but the latter one there, Willie, Willie Glazebrook was judging that uh, the show that year, and... Uh, once he got his hands on him, he couldn't take his eyes off that beast. And we're all the same. That's I think. right, I, mean, I, 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 I was convinced the night before that you were in with a chance of the overall championship with that beast, and that's never been done, or not for a long time, anyway. A lot of the boys came around and handled him. They'd never handled a hellner before. Oh. And they, they thought he was such a good hellner, you know, good handling beast. Like. Did, a lot for the, did a lot for the breed, I think, didn't he? The people realised there was did. that much flesh on the 
Right. Especially when you uh, said he ate little or nothing as well. That's uh, compared to someone who uh, <laughs> to someone who Charlie Buggers there. That would be a slightly different story. That's right, aye, aye. Okay, and he he uh, he won the he won the Queen's Cup. He won the Queen's Cup in the best native breed. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he was certainly a tremendous piece, and 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 that year you were beaten, I would say, fair and square by uh, what a lot of us would say is probably the best fat stocker beast that we've ever seen. The the Dancing Queen from you don't know. Ah, uh, that's the one I think is the best beast. Dancing Queen and the Bandit. That was the two best fast stockers I ever saw. But I thought Dancing Queen just had it by a bead. Whisker. You know? She did, and, and and Hugh and Leonard turned out with a few good beasts prior to, prior to that, hadn't they? But oh I yes, they, they would admit, and and I think everybody else would admit that was just just a beast. What a what a carcass, but the flash. Oh, she just faultless. She just faultless. Aye, flat, good beast. The flash about her, yeah. Aye, yeah. And, and I'm right. Beast. I'm right in thinking you you won the Bob Rickerson Award that year for the best turned out, and that's me for you and your beast as well, the Bob Rickerson Award, and you're always well turned out. That's right. That's right. I I had a good price to win that night. Mm -hmm. Aye. No, it is. Aye, good. You're in amongst some good company down there to win that award. And, uh, oh, that's right, aye. Well, so that, that's right, aye. That, was, of course, was the last of the Smithfield, and it was such a bloody shame that it's it's no there anymore. And have you kept a bit of involvement still with the Fat Stockers after that? No, really. No, really, Andy. No, no, no. No, no I don't. No, I've never had one since, like. No. no, no. Oh, I like it, Smithfield. It was the best show I ever went to. Yeah. Smithfield was the greatest place to go. Aye. Absolutely was. Absolutely was, and, uh, crack, and you'll remember the kiss party, the last kiss party. I think oh, I told you anybody yesterday. Kiss party, that was it. That, 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 I, I thought we went for Andy, the kiss party. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were, you were, uh, everybody's dreamed of getting that glass box, but the kiss party was uh, was the one to go to, as you said, and it was uh, that was the one. That's yeah, right, aye. Fantastic. Aye. The shame it's not there. Aye. And you've done your share of judging, Rich. You seem to be out and about at the shows and that. You're in in demand still. Ah, well, I've judged the Highland Show twice. I've judged the Yorkshire. I've judged the Royal Welsh. Uh -huh. well, I've done my share. Royal... I got a chance to judge the bull sales, but I couldn't manage the last couple of years with my, my having a stroke and that thing. So. All right. Now, so we're talking about that. We were just saying off air before you came on, it's three years just since you had a stroke there. Slowed you down a little bit. That's right. Slowed I... you down a little bit, Rich. Yes, that's right. I'm, I get very tired easily. Yeah. Very tired, like, sometimes. But I'm getting there, so. But, but you still keep your hand in, as you said. Oh, I keep my hand down, I keep my hand down, Jeff. But you worked, you worked as a freelance stockman. I mean, there's a lot of freelance stockmen that I was one myself for a while, and it's difficult to keep the keep the wheels turning on that the whole year round there, but did you always manage to find plenty of work in that job? Well, for now, I started just fine, Andy, but I wouldn't like to start now, because no. there's so much people doing it now, like, mm -hmm. you know? But I just had my regulars round about me, Jim McConaughey, the boys up at Abdus here, and a boy, a limousine boy, at Nairn, uh -huh. Wally McGilvery, Fleece and Gale. Did you work for Willie? Uh, did, my week. To stop there, you worked for Willie because I knew Willie quite well. What a wonderful man he was. Oh, yes, I worked for Willie. Well, in fact, I kept that store there. My last two stores, Willie kept them for me. Like, did he? Because I know where to put them. Like, I didn't know that. Aye. No, I got to know Willie through a totally different route, actually. But, uh, um, yeah, I always enjoyed Willie's company at, at, at Perth Bull Sales and wherever. And in fact, I've dropped in at the farm a couple of times. My son was at school up that way, and I used to drop in and see Willie. Oh, and, yes. Uh, uh, no, I worked for Willie for about seven, eight years. Fa <laughs> fantastic, man. Oh. Always had a great story to tell and always had a dram drop. Oh, yeah, plenty story. Plenty stories, are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, some some you wouldn't turn over like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember his caravan. Aye. Caravan used to, have to be at the back there, the, the hunting tower, Perth Market, have the caravan at the back there, and he'd <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have a deal with. Um, I 
can't think one of the distilleries. You have a deal. He'd, he'd provide them with straw or what have you, and then they'd pay him in whiskey. So you'd, you'd have, you'd have ah, a case, right, case of whiskey right. in the back of the caravan. And it was uh, and, right, plenty of whiskey in all these caravanas, yeah, right? That's, that's true. <laughs> enough. That's true. Aye. And and we're going to your, to your brother Friar there. Of course, he was at uh, Balmoral Shortons for a long while for Bill mm-hmm. Bruce and another great herd there. But uh, he came up to the ranks as well. I've not got him on the podcast, but it'd be nice to hear a little bit about him. I Friar did well with Shortons. Like wait, out of the fifteen years. The head shortest of Bull Mile. He's 11 champions in there yeah. between February and October. Yeah. He's 11 champions and three reserves. Hell of a, so that takes a wee bit of beating, eh? Hell of a feat, isn't it? A hell of a feat. And he's been recon- aye, recognized aye, aye. for that, I know. But as I said, he, you know, the great cattle and Bill, Bill Bruce as well. Another another great cattle breeder in, into one or two breeds. Oh, yes. Big Charlie's and good Charlie's and I'd have two. I can't say that. But he, he changed the mould a little bit, Bill Bruce, with, with the. The short ones, didn't he? I think a little bit of that the time when they needed changing, a bit of that main on Jew came in there and he came in with it. That's right. He can revive the short ones, apparently. Yeah. The short ones were in, so I think. And I think he just put his down like came out with it. Just to revive them a bit, bad time. Came out aye. with a different type, yeah. yeah. Different type, aye. Mm. Aye. Okay, and he's judged aye. He's judged Sterling as well, I think, and again, a recognised judge. And, aye, prior has, aye. Aye. He'll be retired. He judged the short ones, the Highland Show, too. He'll be retired aye. just now, is he? Oh, he's retired now too, right? Okay, we'll send him. But he still keeps his hand in. Uh-huh. He still keeps his hand in, like. Well, with a, with a pair of you brothers with knowledge like that, I'm sure there's plenty of people wishing to, wishing to take a bit from you if they can find it anyway. That's for sure. Ah, well, it's very, it's very nice to help somebody, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and have you got yeah. eyes on coming back to the shows again this summer? Now you're getting a bit fitter. I will be back. I'll come here. We have up the island show, I think. Hi. Okay. We'll look around. We'll look uh-huh. around. Will, 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 will Catherine and Jim be taking a few cattle up there? I think they're taking two or three to the Helen Show. Oh, well, uh-huh. they'll, they'll need you along then to kick their ass, I mean, to, to look after them. Well, at the time they're drinking, I'll be doing the work on these. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Catherine in the uh-huh. background now. She's agreeing uh-huh. with you, I think, there is. Yeah, she's agreeing, I just know. Uh-huh. Don't believe a word of it, Andy. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. it's brilliant to talk to you, to, uh, to you, Rich. It was uh, I've been trying to get hold of you for a while, there, and I know you've been poorly and what have you, but it's, uh, it's great that you're back at the, at the cold face and doing a bit, and uh, fantastic to hear some stories about uh, where you've been and what you've done. Thanks very much, Andy. It's been nice talking to you. And, and Catherine, tell me, tell me there, does he really, is he a taskmaster? Yeah, he's, he's great. We've even now got our grandchildren. I think he's very proud of little Esme. She's now showing um, and keen as mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's only five. So it's great that he passes his knowledge on to them now as well. Isn't that fantastic? Your your privilege yes. with that, and and with Jim's father. I know he's away now, but uh, oh, Jim yeah. McKechnie, you've, you're privileged to have a, a, some some great mentors there. They've got to stand you in great stead, yes. and for the youngsters too. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yeah, very fortunate. Uh-huh. Well, that's absolutely uh-huh. absolutely brilliant to speak to the pair of you anyway, and have yourself a, a great weekend this weekend, and uh, and we'll catch up with the Highland, and we'll maybe get get a dram there. I'll maybe get to take Rich on one side and get a dram, and leave you to do the work there, Catherine. Okay, no problem. Thanks very much, Andy. All right. Cheers, a pair of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. And uh, at this time of year, as cows are carving down, the clock starts ticking to get those cows to regain body condition again, of course, and onto a rising plane of nutrition so that they can come bulling. So why not try the Harbro Super Suckler Buckets? They're a great way to top up mineral levels and uh, to kickstart that bulling again. 
Look up Harborough on the internet or contact your local Harborough representative for more information. And while you're on the internet there, don't forget to look at our Top Lines and Tales Facebook page where you'll find more information on this and other episodes.